What is up? It's another great week here in Las Vegas, Nevada. This is Nick with the Speed Centric Podcast. As always, one of my best friends, all the way from St. George, Utah, Eric Buckner Holmquist, man. How are you? Hey, man. What's going on? Back at it. Another beautiful week and uh, so many things to talk about in the land of cars. But we got sponsors to talk about first, homie. Oh, heck yeah. I never forget. Formula Auto House brought to you, or bleh, sorry, that, we're going to keep that. Formula Auto House sponsors this and every speed-centric podcast, and we are your number one aftermarket parts retailer and installer. If you want to buy somewhere else, I really don't care. So if you want to be cheap about it, you want to haggle prices, go on to Jorge's and uh, figure that out, bro. Also... This podcast is brought to you by The Last Detail. I know he doesn't haggle prices, man, so don't haggle with him, man. And, uh, you know, get online. Check out that magic unicorn juice that Jace Price makes. It is... I I don't know what it is, man. It's just simply magic, dude. And it'll make your car super glossy. It's just a true one step. And if you're a detailer out there, check it out, you know. And if you don't... If you're not really... If you're unsure of how to apply it and you want... But you want it done to your car... There are plenty of detailers around the world that actually carry this stuff so you can get this stuff done to your car and get it applied correctly. This podcast also is brought to you by Scrape Armor, but I'm not going to explain Scrape Armor to you right now because we have a very special guest and his name is Mario. That's why we're playing the Super Mario. It's me, Mario. Hey, man. How you doing, dude? Good, good, brother. Always a pleasure, man. Thanks for having me. If you guys don't know who Mario is, he's in he's been in a lot of the vlogs with Formula Auto House lately. So if you haven't checked those out, we have been working super hard to bring you really good quality content. So please, it would be an honor if you guys check that stuff out. Yes. Uh, one little quick rant before we go into scrape armor. If you can't tell, we've had a rough week with price hagglers on Formula Auto House. So if you think you can get stuff 80% off, dude, I don't understand. You are not any giant YouTube channel. You're not any, you're not, you know, Ken Block. And so you're not going to get stuff for free. That's no sense. It makes no sense, dude. So if you don't have the money, I guess just save eBay, eBay. But enough negativity for this one, man. How Mario tell our listeners what Scrape Armor is. Absolutely, man. Scrape Armor is a wonderful protection for your bumper. And what I've seen it go as far as literally keeping this thing together. You know, sometimes how you go over a little too much and then that, you know, median or not medium, but, you know, that that stop actually pulls your bumper off. Well, Scrape Armor would actually prevent that driveway bumps, anything. And I mean, the range of vehicles, is, it's insane. You think, oh, well, I have a Tesla or I don't have a Lamborghini or a Ferrari. Check them out, scrapearmor.com. I mean, they have a, a full line of most European vehicles and some Japanese cars, some American cars too, Corvettes. You know, those new Corvettes are coming out with that lower carbon fiber, you know, valence. You kind of want to make sure you protect that as well. But pretty much all in all, protection that you can't afford to miss. So hit up Mario. Yes, sir. On Instagram or if you, if you can't find him, go ahead and hit up the Speed Centric Podcast, hit up Formula Auto House, and we will get you in touch with the right person because it would be a nice 
nice thing for you to do instead of just going right to the source. We need just support small businesses, you know, just just support us. And if you had a small business, we'd support you, too. Absolutely. So, man, that's all for sponsors. Dude, it's been a quite the week for cars and quite an exciting couple of weeks. Um, we'll start out with this, man. You got Mario got to see the brand new Lamborghini Urus in person before most people have, man. Tell us about that. Oh, man. I mean, that it was it was exciting, man. It, it's like something I've never seen before. I mean, you have this huge market that is starting to arise, arouse, sorry, for, you know, ex- I'm not exotic, but I guess above luxury SUVs. I mean, these things are a beast. And this uh, Urus is pretty much, I would kind of think of it as like a four-door Aventador almost, you know, just lifted. But man, the interior quality is top-notch, amazing. The sound, oh my God, the sound of that thing is just incredible. Now, the one we did have here for showing in the States is not actually from what I've heard U.S. spec. So the U.S. spec one might come with a quieter exhaust. I don't know, more catalytic converters or something. I'm not sure. But man, it is definitely a truck, a SUV you don't want to miss. And started at 200,000. I mean, in that kind of territory, I don't feel like it's a lot for what it is, really. I, in my opinion, the car looks much better than the Benton Yega. And Buckner and I have some experience looking at the Benton Yega from Bentley. And in my opinion, it just looks there's something missing about that car. It just doesn't scream three hundred thousand dollars to me. Uh, but, you know, this Lamborghini Urus, it looks a lot sharper and I'm not 100 percent sold on it. So I think I guess I have to see it in person. And from what you've told me and from what everybody's told me, whenever you see it in person, it will change your mind. Absolutely. No, the Benton Yaga looked like a three hundred thousand dollar Touareg. What was that? Sorry, Buckner, you cut out. I I just feel like the Benton Yaga from Bentley looks like a three hundred thousand dollar Touareg. It really does. In my opinion, it really does. And just with some fancier leather and some freight train size headlights, man. And a motor. And what the, what comes in the Benton Yega? The V12, W12? Something twin turbo. That's something ridiculous. I have no idea. Me either. What comes in the uh, Lamborghini Urus? Uh, the Lamborghini Urus actually has a V8 twin turbo. Um, I believe it's it's the same spec as the RS7. Oh, what I'm very thinking. cool. So, yeah, a lot of power. A lot, a lot of power. So that leaves up. The, so people are definitely going to be turning up the boost in these and putting some wicked tunes on these, huh? I mean, I would thing that's that's really exciting man and hopefully with our very good luck and our connections over in town you know letting us allowing us to do vlogs and bring you guys good content and videos with the lambos hopefully whenever they get a u.s spec legal one hopefully we can be one of the first to bring you that good content Dude, imagine we get to drive that thing to e and e i i'm really excited you know it's different it's very different, and you got to check out what color was it? Brown? Uh, no, it was it was like a like a dark silver. Uh, dark I don't know. Silver? I know Lamborghini is very. Up? Why am I? They're, they're super particular about their colors, and they have crazy names. And honestly, I, I feel ashamed that I haven't memorized them yet. But it's just a dark silver color. Dark silver. So hey. that's probably like a grigio something. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Hey uh, Nick, so if you guys film this Lamborghini, does that mean that I can actually go and ride with you guys? Because this yeah, one has four doors. <laughs> doors for more whores. 
Yeah, so. if you guys watch one of the last uh, Formula Auto House videos where Nick and I and Mario are actually out in a Lamborghini uh, Aventador, I asked the question, I'm like, hey, so you guys are in there. Where am I supposed to sit? I was thinking maybe in the trunk. And I ended up having to take the powerful, sexy, reliable Honda Civic. (laughs) Carcacha. Can't read about the name. Carcacha. Carcacha. And if you want to know what Carcacha means and you haven't seen the the vlog, please go check it out. Check it out. You know, if it sucks. Leave a comment. Leave some hate comments. Yeah, please. Tell I us. really, I want to read. Some I want to read comments, some really. hater comments. Yes. that'd be great. Yes, but don't. If you're a troll, and I know a lot of our friends are trolls, just to, please don't go on there. Well, we'll and, know if yeah. it's your friend yeah. or my friend. You'd be like, he's definitely a troll, for sure, man. But but you know what? If you want to light up the fire, that's okay. Go ahead. So I have a list of high performance SUVs, and I want to know what you guys think. How the Lamborghini Urus stacks up? Okay. Uh, Buckner, this might get us in trouble, man. We might not be. A, <laughs> we're gonna ask to borrow cars, and people are gonna be like, "No, I remember what you said in that podcast. You don't like this." It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. We're entitled to opinions, right? And if they don't like it, well, we'll just move on we'll to try, something else. Yeah, we'll try to. We'll go somewhere. We'll review. You know what? Business elsewhere. And if you don't have a, an opinion, I feel like in 2018 on something like this, then you're. You're just going to be one of those guys that's just a yes man. So, you know, sometimes you have to draw a line in the sand and give an opinion. You're not, you're not, you can't like everything all the time. No, that's true. Absolutely. Especially civics. Okay. <laughs> so what's the list? Okay. So first up, we've got the Mercedes AMG GLC 63S. Is that, that's not the boxy G-Wagon, is it? No. No. Okay, but we're we're gonna pull this up because I'm not Mercedes savvy. And me I, either. But the G wagon, I mean that that thing's a monster. Okay, Mercedes what GL? It's the GL GLC 63S. So it's basically if the C63 AMG was made into an SUV, and it's got okay. 503 brake horsepower, and it looks oh. pretty cool. Uh, you know what it reminds me of like. Uh, S seven, almost that white it's, picture right there. It's kind of this one. Yeah, yeah sport back. It does. Yeah, it kind of has a sport back to it. I don't know, man. If okay, let's see how much. Let's let's look at this. What's the price of this beast? Kind of looks like a Macan. Seventy thousand dollar area. Um, a lot cheaper than I think. Because I, I saw AMG. I thought you know very expensive. Over a hundred for sure. Yeah, I thought I thought it was over a hundred. But for the price range, uh, I would choose this over the Jeep. The Jeep Trackhawk, for sure, 100%. That was the next one on the list, I was going to say. The Jeep Cherokee Trackhawk. Really, really fast. Uh, It's got 707 brake horsepower. Same motor as the Hellcat, but it's a Jeep Grand Cherokee. So it's quite possibly the ultimate American sleeper car. It, it does look great. The only thing I don't like about those kind of cars is that anybody out there can go buy a Jeep Grand Cherokee, lower it, put some wheels, and be like, oh, dude, it looks just like yours. And I spent, you know, $80,000 less. Like, uh, no, it's, yeah. it's really not. Because at the end of the day, really, those those Jeeps, you're really not going to find one for less than $90,000. Let's just be real. It's probably going to be ninety dollars to $100,000. Yeah, definitely. And, I mean, yeah, you got a lot of power. 
Um, I'd be really interested in seeing how that thing takes a turn because I've been inside a Porsche Cayenne and it was the non-turbo and that thing can really take a turn like 85 miles an hour through a turn proper apex, you know, outside, inside, outside technique. I mean, done by a professional driver. And I thought we were going to roll this thing, but he's just adding more throttle through the turn and everything. It's very stable. So I'd be really interested to see how that stacks up on the road course. And you know me, I'm all about the road course, the whole drag race thing. You know, it's a little weird. And I I guess I finished the whole season with fastest car. So we can talk a little bit about that later. Uh, I thought that was kind of interesting. It was a little disappointing. But uh, why don't you... I, I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm kind of getting a little sidetracked here. I got What's some, your next uh, SUV? Okay. I have the Porsche Cayenne Turbo. Ooh, yes. I like that car yes. a lot. It looks good. All it day. performs good. I mean, it's turbo. And it's a Porsche, baby. It's a mm-hmm. Porsche. That you know, one is close to 100, right? Or over oh, 100. dude, that's a way over 100. Let me oh, look that up so while you guys talk about, about it. Oh, my God. Yeah, uh, let's Porsche Cayenne Turbo. Do you like that one, Buckner? I do. I do like it. And from they, from 124. So from like, from and that's I, let's be real. It's a Porsche. So they probably have what four, five hundred different options. And uh, you're realistically going to be up. You're going to be way, way up above that. So, like, yeah, that's that's probably I like the Macan really conservative. The Macan is really, I would say, cute. Yeah. Cause I, I don't know. It's it's. Well, see, I've always been a huge fan of like the Audi Q5. That's oh. one of my favorite. You know, you know what's disappointing uh, for the Audi line of SUVs? Why don't they offer a V8? What? They don't. Is the, the, do they not offer a V8? No. The, the yeah. 4.2. Well, we almost so, completely got rid of the 4.2. So, I in my opinion, you know, uh, Porsche has the Macan turbo they have the cayenne turbo uh bmw has x5 x6 m which are ridiculous and the, just the x5 with the 550 motor uh the, the 5.0 v8 twin turbo is fast as heck like i'm not kidding you it's it's really fast and it's not the m version and then you have mercedes they have their twin turbo v8 SUVs and not just the one they have a few of them and then come on Audi oh no you know what I lied they they I think they are going to bring in the SQ7 which is going to have the twin turbo oh V8, essentially the same motor in the earth okay yeah. okay that that's it's about to be lit yeah that's pretty cool they really needed to bring something back because uh I mean you just have all these other performance SUVs out there and they have nothing in the game well, I mean, and don't get me wrong. Audi SUVs are very, very, very nice. They're very comfortable. But I just think, you know, for the man or woman who wants to pack that extra punch in their daily soccer mom activities, uh, I mean, they sh- that should be an option. In my they need opinion. to bring over the RS6, man. The RS6. That, Arvant. Oh, oh my oh God. Man. You know, I think that car would sell very poorly here in the United States. I, so. Yeah. But, you know, who I would be. Uh, no matter how much that car was, let's say it's $80,000, I would save my pennies and I would buy it. And this is my reasoning. Because if you look at the Cadillac CTSV wagon, you're right, and you get all the rare, rare options, you know, you get your uh, your um, the manual transmission, yeah. 
try to find one of those. Tell me how much the money that that thing cost and then tell me how much money that thing cost when it was new. Okay, now you have 65,000 miles on it and you're getting almost the same price that you paid for it when it was new. Are you kidding me? That's that crazy. is nuts. And I feel like the RS6, if it were brought over from Europe and sold here in the States, it would hold and retain the same value. Although it wouldn't be as maintenance friendly as a Cadillac, but I mean, it would be a performance beast and uh, you could bring your car in there. I mean, it would just, it would be, it would be a really sweet ride, but that's not an SUV, man. That's, that's a, what they call a shooting brake, right? Yep. So wagon. Let's, uh, what else, Buckner? Okay, What's the on? 2018 Range Rover Sport SVR. Hell no. Ho. He said it. Yeah, see, I we have the same, what? same. Range, Range Rover's been really in the game for such a garbage. long time. Come on, garbage. You know what, Google it. I want to see it. Okay, Range Rover what? That, that what sounds like a special edition. All right, Range Rover what? It's what called the looking? Range Rover SVR. Like the pirates. SVR. Where the pirates? Oh, oh, hell no. It looks squinty. Come on, Buckner. You know what, man? I've seen the audio autobiography, which is the really big dollar, big, big boy Range Rover, but it just all looks the same to me. And the whole lane, Land Rover, Range Rover, whatever Rover type thing. It just doesn't strike me. I get their luxury SUVs. I get there's a market for them. I get that there's a lot of people. But you know what? When you see an older Range Rover, let's say it's seven, eight years old, you know, they still look almost the same. And I know those people out there right now, it looks nothing like the same. Okay. If you tell me that a 1960s Porsche and a 2018 Porsche don't have similar characteristics, then you should stop listening to this podcast right now. So the eye doctor. Yeah, because they do look similar. I get that's the whole thing. And same with BMWs. They have the whole kidney grill thing. But in my opinion, for the price, man, what, what's the price on one of these, Buckner? Over. Uh, 115 See, I like that that first Mercedes that we were looking at better oh, for the yeah. price, man. Uh, and, and, you know, just what I was getting at before, before I got sidetracked. When you're looking at a seven, eight-year-old Range Rover, what do you see? It looks like they're all lowered. But are they lowered? No. Problems. It's because the air suspension system is leaking in all of them. Yeah. So I'm just saying if you were in the market for a BMW X5M, and don't get me wrong, though that was actually the next vehicle on my list. It is an awesome performing vehicle. But if yes. everybody in your neighborhood already has one of those, the Range Rover SVR in the same price range. Most people that buy these vehicles hold on to them for about, oh, three years or so. Then they trade them in for whatever's faster, newer, cooler. And I mean, we're talking 575 horsepower. It's got British uh, detail and characteristics on the inside. So you know you're going to feel like a baller boss when you're driving it around. And if you buy it and the warranty is still legit and something breaks because it's going to break, it's a Range Rover, it's British, you can still take it to the dealership and they'll fix it for you. Okay. I guess if you're in that kind of plan, like a mm, lease kind of person. I don't know. Do you own most of your cars that you... Well, yeah, I I mean... I own my cars. I I always purchase cars. I've never leased a car and I still have... In my opinion, 
you know, you know this is a BMW podcast, X5M all day. And you know what? So what? All the neighbors have one. They don't have the Formula Auto House edition. And if they, <laughs> yeah, once they see the Formula Auto House edition where it's slightly lowered, it has some nice wheels on it, they're going to be like, dang, F-A-L-K. what'd you do to that thing? And I'll be like, did you get a body kit or anything on that? I'm like, nope. It's literally just suspension and wheels. No, it could change. You say I took it to Formula Auto House. We took it to Formula Auto House, and yeah. I gave it to the G's over there because obviously your neighbors aren't going to want to hear that you own the place. So they're going to be like, oh, let me go take it over there. And then, you know, you just have one of the other dudes show up and show it. But the, I don't know. The interior, everything is about this car. That's a beautiful is, SUV. Yeah, it's a really nice looking thing. And just being in the regular one. X5 with the V8 twin turbo compared to this, I wonder how the power bump would be. And you know what? For the Range Rover, they can keep that extra, what, eight horsepower? That's that's cool. I'll, I'll take this BMW all day. I got a, I got a curveball I'm throwing at you guys as far as SUVs go. It's a newcomer to the game, but definitely not one you want to sleep on. The Tesla Model X P100D. Ooh, uh, you know what? They have I know that the Model S P100D had a massive massive power, you know, I have never been in one. But it like it had massive power and it would just launch off the line. And I know it would eat cars alive because, you know, with electricity, you get instant torque. The thing I've always noticed about Tesla's is they kind of lack a little bit of soul in the front. And I get it. They, they're electric, so they don't need grills. They don't need any cooling. So they don't need to cool any, you know, giant intercoolers or radiators in the front. And that's why they have this like zippered mouth look to the aerodynamic design. Though. Yeah, it is aerodynamic. Uh, and our, I, I'm not going to even bring that up because I don't want somebody to steal that idea. It's a very good idea. But uh, I don't know. I, it looks good. It's cool. I like this black with the red interior over on the corner. Let's make a FA body kit for the Tesla. Yeah, it would be pretty cool. But the thing is, is your your price tag jumps up significantly and you're limited to a 289 mile uh, range. So I understand like you can uh, that, that that wouldn't get you from Vegas to California. That wouldn't get you to L.A. So how long does it charge? Oh, it says right here. Um, but in California, battery they charge have those time. change stations, right? Where they yeah. literally replace the, a fully charged battery into your But car. right here it says battery charge time. 89 hours at 110 volts, nine and a half hours at 220 volts and 100 or one one and a half hours at 440 volts. Mm. So you you're going to have to really crank. You you couldn't live with just plugging this into the wall if you bought one. You re, you would have to get at least a 220 uh, outlet in your garage, if not a. 440 because I mean 440 seem at one and a half hours seems a lot better than the 89 hours at 110 volts. So I mean I guess it's just all in how much money you would have and how much time. I mean around the town, I mean I say Tesla all day every day. I really like their cars. I really like the performance, the interiors. Uh, I don't really care for the Gullwing design too much. I mean this isn't Back to the Future. But, I mean, all in all, I think it's a really cool car. Okay, we're finally going with 
the final SUV, high-performance SUV on this list, Mercedes-Benz Brabus G63 6x6. Oh, I, that's the winner. I would buy that. If I, it, <laughs> that's obviously the. That's, I would run it through a house. That that's obviously that you could just buy. You can. What, four Teslas for the price of that thing? Uh, but we were just looking at this this weight of the Model X, and it's sixty seven hundred pounds, which is Very at heavy. least a thousand pounds more than everything else, and that's probably because of the batteries. Would you like to guess the price? Would you like to guess the price on the Brabus? Three hundred thousand. Uh, no, it's definitely over six hundred thousand. I'm gonna guess. Oh, wait, it's a Brabus edition, so we're guessing a million, a million bucks. You're close. You're close. Nine fifty. One three. One point three million. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So how, how about a non-Brabus edition? Because you know we're balling, but we're not ultra balling. Dude, I love a G wagon. I mean, why do we need yeah. the six by six? The G wagon is sweet. I will say, you know what's really cool about the six by six is that in testing from the factory at Mercedes, Mercedes does this. They actually take it off a jump. It's not once. They didn't do it several times it's just to make sure that this thing is ready to not only go get your morning coffee, but plow through. The city of gypsies that is down. The, I mean, when Borat was like, how many gypsies can I take out? <laughs> like, I think this would just go and not stop ever. This thing looks ridiculous. I uh, think Dan Sarian has one. Your stock Mercedes Benz six by six that every single Saudi Arabian prince has to have for bombing through the desert. It looks like a G wagon for Mercedes made sweet, sweet love to a tank. Five hundred eleven thousand dollars. Yeah. yeah, so I'm looking at this right now. It says a five hundred and fifteen thousand dollars sticker price, but they're selling for nine seventy five. Oh, for sure, because you can't get you can't get your hands on them. So anything that you can't get, you're gonna pay more for. It looks cool. You don't imagine showing up to like the dirt bike track with your dirt bike in the back, or just like old school, you know, like WWE days where they would put like a hot tub in the back of like a truck. Put, turn the bed into a hot tub and then roll down the Vegas Strip, popping bottles with your honey, shooting $100 bills out at the crowd. Dude, that's that's the way you or do it. Or even better, back to school, right when you got your 16th birthday, you were just on MTV's My Super Sweet 16th Birthday, and you roll into the parking lot with one of those. A Super Sweet 16, oh my God. If somebody got this for their Sweet 16, oh... <laughs> Hey, I don't know. I don't know what would I, what what would you want over this? I I a don't tank. know a tank. Come on, you, you, I, I, I promise you. Like P Diddy's kid got one of these huh. when he turned sixteen. How much know? does it weigh? A billion pounds. <laughs> Are you so concerned about that, weight? <laughs> I don't. I want to see how fast we're gonna sink if we drive this into a lake. <laughs> it's, it's completely sealed, so I know we'd be safe. But for how many seconds for, you know, it doesn't say, dude, if you want to drive into a lake, let's just get like an old school beetle. Dude, I, I was thinking there is a race coming up here in Pahrump and we're kind of getting a little away from the the, the SUVs, SUVs but there's this race and you can enter anything and uh, you, it's literally just like cheap cars, cheap 
uh, SUVs. There's people bringing their side by sides and there's jumps and everything on this course, like in an arena. Wow. And you just race them around, I guess, until they die. That's or, awesome. Yeah. And it's kind of like the gambler, but they actually have like a whole course set up. We should take the side by side. So I, uh, well, the side by side would kill things. Oh, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Because you can take it off of jumps. Yeah. Speaking of side by sides, uh, we. So, okay, I just found the weight of this Mercedes. 4,105 kilos. Oh, kilos. It's kilos. Okay. So, I don't know what a kilo is. Oh, let's, let's convert it. Kilos to like 9, pounds. pounds. 4,105. Yep. Oh, wow. 9,049 9, pounds. Ooh-wee. Dang. That's a heavy, heavy unit. I wonder if what the towing capacity is. There's probably not a rating on that, to be honest. If it is, it's probably underrated severely. So, uh, but speaking of side by sides, uh, there was a video that emerged today on line and I'm going to try to repost this on the speed center podcast, Instagram and the formula auto house Instagram. There's a guy in a side by side who launched it over a house today. He jumped cool. a house insane, insane. And then he, there was an airbag, like one of those giant motocross airbags on the other side where they used to practice and they, he just landed in that thing. That's insane. And he had the the little uh, Dixie horn from the Dukes of Hazard. So when he jumped it, he was like, <laughs> it was freaking awesome, man. Did this happen in like Alabama or Arkansas oh, like or Tennessee it or something? Like it, happened. it looked like it happened in somebody's neighborhood because there was definitely two houses very close to each other. And you can see houses in the background as well. I want to know how many Natty Ices were drank before this idea came to fruition. And the guy was like, hey, oh, man, that guy down the street think he's so good with his brand new side by side. I'll show him that some bitch. I'm going to jump my damn house. It's It was nuts, man. He had a trailer like with the ramps and then he had a ramp on top of the trailer. That was like a super ramp. And then he jumped over the house. I don't know, man. It when- was that sounds like something that you think up when you're like 10 years old and you try to build like a racetrack on an old plywood that you find at the construction site or you build like a little derby car and rip down the hill out of old like shopping cart wheels and skateboard trucks. I like how you said find at the construction site. You mean steal from the construction <laughs> site. <laughs> at a long age, it's not stealing because you don't know any better. Right. But you're like, it's like, just lying there. I guess I could take it right there, you know. <laughs> I totally did that back in the day and we built jumps for our dirt bikes and I mean, you know, I'm 39 years old so I grew up in the age where you're just outside anything could happen. You're building forts in the woods, you're building dirt bike tracks just out of whatever you could find. Hopefully you don't get tetanus when you fall and land on a rusty nail or something like that. So when you told, I have to see that video for that dude in the side by side. I will tag you in it right now. I will tag you in it right now. So when you watch this, it's literally only 10 seconds. So they have this giant crowd. They're jumping over a a house and it's a cell phone video. If I'm going to do that, I'm going to be like, get every camera in the neighborhood out here. Call everybody with a camera. We're setting them up. We're going to get 400 different angles and and I'm call the local news. Call the local (laughs) news. And get the helicopter out here because we're skying this thing. And that's the thing I love because you know that it's just one of these guys that's just, you know, at his house, 
probably a bet. No type of sponsors. This guy probably doesn't do any of this stuff professionally. And he's just like, I'll show you guys, man. I'm going to set up one of them airbags. I'm going to jump over this house. And you guys, I'm going to be the king of the neighborhood. And then I can keep my Christmas lights on all year long. And none of you some bitch is going to complain about it. Yeah. And then when I rev the IROC Z in the driveway, you can't complain about that either. Yep. Freedom. Do it for Dale. Do sure it. enough. Praise hell. Praise Dale. <laughs> Mario, did you ever do any of that stuff when you were a kid? Bro, I was just remembering. I, I actually do. I don't know if, if your parents ever did this, but my my pops, he would buy, he once bought like these cheap, huge metal ramps just to lift the truck after, like, I don't know, like two feet off the ground to do oil changes. Well, I would put one one way, the other one the opposite way. So I'd have a rump, a ramp to launch and a ramp to land. And that's pretty much what I would use when I started, uh, you know, riding my bicycle. It was pretty fun. Dude, hell yeah. Nick, you grew Dude, up You grew I, up in Michigan. You've got to have something like that. Oh, yeah. Well, you were oh, on yeah. dirt was, bikes. You were like a pro moto guy back in the day. Not a lot of people know we're this. not close to pro at all. <laughs> a lot, well, a lot of guys don't know that you were like Captain Motocross back in the day. I mean, you're Formula Auto yeah. House car guy now. But back in the day, you were like a regular Jeremy McGrath. Oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go to that. I would say... Like Jeremy McGrath's like like ten percent talent in his pinky toe. Like that's how much talent I had compared to him. But uh, yeah, my brother and I and my dad would always go race in motocross, which seemed like every weekend for what I don't know five six years. So it was a giant part of our life until one day I was an idiot, and you know my brother and I are in the same moto. So we're both ra- racing the same type of bike and these two guys come together. Boom, smack in front of me. I lock up the brakes, but I'm an idiot. So I lock. I don't grab the clutch, which causes me to stall. When you stall one of those big four stroke motors and I don't know how they are now. It's been a very long time since I've ridden I had a 2006 Honda C, uh, CRF 250. And uh, at the time, that was like the new hotness. Four strokes are the future. So we just transitioned to four strokes. And man, when you stall those, those things are there at the time. I don't know how they are now, but at the time, they were really tough to start back up after you stalled. So I'm over there kicking it. I'm kicking it. The two guys that collided, they pick up their bikes, start them up and they're off. Right. My brother's in the same moto. I can't let him do better than me. Right. And even if he does better me than me in this moto in the second moto i'm gonna take him in points right so i'm gonna beat him in the points race so i need to make up as many spots as i can so at overall at the end of the day i can win you know i can well i don't want to win i want to beat my brother he's you can't have your younger brother beating on you you know and he would never let me live that down so i take off and uh ever all of my friends my brother well not my brother brother was in the race but my buddies who were watching from the side were like Dude, we've never seen you take this track so fast. We, you were going a lot faster than you normally go. Over the finish line jump, it's called Oak Tree because there's a giant oak tree coming out of this, uh, the side of the jump. I try to keep it low, kind of like Bubba, James Bubba Stewart, where he would do that signature, the Bubba scrub, where he'd be like taking the jump, but like only a few inches off the ground. And I tried to kind of do that a little bit. And I cross-rutted going up the jump, landed, thought everything was kosher, right? And I tried to move, couldn't move. What the heck's going on? I tried to move again, can't. What the, what the heck's going on, man? 
look at my leg and my legs like all bent up in the air and I didn't feel anything. I didn't feel anything. And I'm just like looking at my leg is all bent up and it's, it's a finish line jump. So there's a lot of crowd right there. There's an ambulance, like I literally crashed in front of the ambulance. So it couldn't be any more perfect. I like looked at the crowd and I was like, help, just help, like freaking out. And then I didn't honestly didn't feel anything because they got me in the ambulance straightened my leg out. And I was shot up full of drugs before I could even, you know, think about it. So it was, uh, you know, it was a really crazy experience. I ended up breaking my femur, my tibia, doing Damn. a little bit of stuff to my right knee, uh, doing a little bit of stuff to my hip. But uh, it was, uh, it was a pretty uh, weird experience. Uh, like for almost for a year, I couldn't walk. Um, and it was, we- I, I don't know, man. It was just crazy. I got really, really, really good at Halo that summer because I mean, it's <laughs> summer vacation. <laughs> You, you, you know, my brother would always be like, okay, I'm going to go over to Colin's house, which Colin was the neighbor across the street, and we loved hanging out with them. But, you know, they don't always want to come over and hang out. They don't always want to play Halo because it's summertime. You want to go outside and do stuff. You want to shoot fireworks at each other or throw sticks at each other. I don't know. Do something. Uh, th- that's what we did back in the day when we didn't have cell phones. Um, but, uh, you know, that. Th- so I was always jealous, but I was really, really good at Halo. So what happened so to I the dirt bike? Uh, dirt bike was fine. Nothing happened at all. It's fine. Started right up. Uh, my my dad rode in the ambulance down uh, the three hour ambulance ride to the freaking hospital. We rode down there. He rode with me, and then uh, our neighbors uh, kind of like took my brother or not. They weren't our neighbors. They were really good friends, the Zantos, and they kind of took us, took my brother and cared for him, and then they. Uh, you know, locked up the dirt bikes because we had an enclosed trailer and they locked them up inside there. And somehow the dirt bikes got back to the house. I think because my dad went back up there the next day because uh, the Zantos drove them back up there or something. I don't know how they got back home because I was in the hospital for like five days, four or five days. And I was like drugged up. And it's crazy because my 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 femur uh, it actually broke and receded into my leg. So the bone broke and the, the bro when it broke the, it actually came back behind the other bone. So, uh, which I, and you know, at the time I didn't know it was very dangerous to break your femur cause you have your femoral artery right there. You could, uh, you know, if you move that leg too much, the severed bone is so sharp that it could actually cut that artery and you could, internally bleed in like two minutes or something like that so really thankful for those paramedics knowing what's up and not letting my dad get his hands on me because if it was his way i'd probably be dead he'd be like oh just scrape him up throw him off the track you know we'll figure it out (laughs) but uh was that the last day that you did any races any races that was the last day ever Uh, i tried to do some stuff later on and uh you know it was really tough for me to get back on that bike because shifting and everything was just really tough and i ended up trading in the dirt bike for a harley davidson and oh yeah oh dang riding a harley to school you know in high school that was uh i was the only guy for a long time riding a motorcycle to school so i thought it was the hotness that you know and there's definitely something to be said about being that kid at school riding a Harley t- 
to school. I didn't have anybody that cool where I went to school. Of course, it rained a lot. There wasn't really a lot of motorcycle action because it rained so much in the Pacific Northwest. But, I mean, Mario, you grew up in Vegas. Were there some kids at your school that had Harleys? Uh, Negative, sir. I actually grew up in Mexico and El Paso. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. My bad. But when I was in high school, I did high school in El Paso. And, yeah, this is my best friend, Alex. Uh, He actually had a motorcycle street bike. And, man, we thought it was, like, the coolest, coolest thing ever. He's actually the one who got me to start riding because I used to ride as well. But, um, yeah, I mean, when he would pull up, you know, you'd hear the bike, like, freaking five blocks away. Everybody would just come out to the front of the school and see who it was. And sure enough, it was Alex, you know, doing his crazy stuff. Oh, man, that's so cool. And, you know, I I wish I could go back in time, you know, not to gain any smarts, not to tell myself to invest in Google and eBay and all this stuff, but to go back and just take advantage of how cool I was because you know how many chicks that motorcycle got me? Zero! Oh, man. I, because I, didn't, I didn't use it to my advantage. Jesus Christ. If you don't use it, you lose it. So, dumb old Nick Glova, the guy with the long hair and the funny glasses. You know, With the Harley. With the Harley Davidson. Seriously, uh, those those bikes. Really get no yeah. girls was like, hey, can I get a ride in your bike? Yeah, I seriously got no girls to be what? like to, to say that. I swear. Oh my god. I swear. But you know, I did have I, I did have the only motorcycle for a long time. That's crazy. So yeah, I mean that was that is crazy. As so, I you know, looking back on it, I had girls like try to hint like like it, that they liked me or whatever, and I was just catch it. I was just so oblivious because oh, I was man. all I. You know, this is my plan of attack to go to school every day. And it wasn't to learn. You know, that's why I have these future choices now. And I've kind of disappointed my mother by not being a doctor or a lawyer because that's (laughs) like the typical Asian thing. You will be doctor, you'll be lawyer, you know. (laughs) So, you know, my brother and I are kind of the black sheep. We're not in the medical profession, unlike a lot, a lot, a lot of our cousins, you know. But... Uh, we kind of followed our heart and do what we want to do and we're happy doing it. But, you know, uh, I don't know, man. So I was so oblivious. My ta- plan of attack was go to school, hang out with the friends, have fun 100 percent every day. Math class, go to sleep, wake up, <laughs> go to go at it. Lunchtime. Hell yeah, we're partying. Going to uh, what was a metals tech. That was my favorite also woods uh wood materials tech class i don't know why they put tech in there but uh those were my favorite classes we didn't have auto shop we didn't have any of that but any of the stuff where i could get my hands on something and actually like produce something i really enjoyed but ever other than that i just went to school to have fun did that you, was my did you whole... guys have an open campus buckner nick like no in, uh, no lunchtime? We, did we did not no was... dude i had an open campus it in lunchtime in high school in El Paso. It was really, really sick. So I mean, you, how long was your lunches? It was, uh, fuck, I don't remember. Is it half an hour, an hour? What a, it's a normal high school lunch, but it's just open campus. So, I mean, you can't go super far, obviously. But I just happened to live two blocks away from my high school. So it was pretty cool. You know, I'd just go home every day, me and all my friends. And usually my mom, before she would go to work, because she, she went to work right after lunch, she would make all of us food. So oh that was sick. Man. Like I'd be able to just invite people to my house. Be like, don't worry about it. My mom got food. And she would always have, you know, some 
uh, enchiladas, some carne asada, oh you know, God. crazy, you know. Mexican what's what's stuff. your mom's signature dish? My mom's signature dish is absolutely my favorite in the world. It's these uh, chocolate enchiladas that a lot of people are like, oh, they're they're uh, with mole. They're called them moladas. I'm like, no, it's a recipe from my great grandmother. So she makes normal enchiladas, but the chili. She makes it with uh, chocolate and cinnamon and a couple other spices, but man, they are the bomb. Dude, man, next time, bomb. next time I'm down in Vegas, can we please get an invite over to your family's house and try those? Absolutely, absolutely. I'll yeah, make it you got to try out the recliner in the living room. Yeah, that, <laughs> that is. They told you know his mom. Uh, they were all running around being really busy. It was kind of chaotic. She stops for a second. She's like, uh you know, make yourself at home. And then Mario was like, Mikasa Sukasa. I was like, okay, cool. Gonna do it. You know, I got, I had my uh, lemonade and I r- climbed in that recliner, threw that thing all the way back like it was my house. And I was about to fall asleep when I got the call. The S6 is here. We got to go film. And I was like, dang, almost fell asleep. <laughs> that thing is sweet, man. I got it. Love- uh, taking it back a little bit. I got in trouble so many times when I was in high school because we didn't have open campus, but Burger King had that Whopper deal going on, so we tried to sneak out to go get Burger King. <laughs> Jesus, risk Lots of Saturday Whopper. school. Lots of Saturday school. <laughs> got to risk one. it for the BK Lounge, dude. Exactly. Exactly. So, Mario, when you rode motorcycles, what are some of the bikes that you had? Because we've talked about nicks different bikes on other episodes of the podcast the harleys the big uh custom bike the dirt bikes yeah 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 um well i never did the i did the dirt bike thing for a little bit my dad had a yamaha 350 enduro and that's pretty much what i started on for like a year and a half after that i was uh fortunate enough to be able to get a 2007 honda cbr 600 so that's uh that's what i i Got taught to ride with Alex, and, you know, he helped me a lot. He had a Jixer 600, so we're always, you know, competing back and forth. Oh, which one's better? And I had that one for a lot, a lot of years. And recently, two years ago, I was fortunate enough to get my dream bike, actually, a BMW S1000 2016. And I'm telling you, that is, oh, my God. I mean, no offense to anybody religious, but that is like the hand of God pushing you through the wind it is insane nick but, you, you have know, to do a video on that bike man uh, I, was, I was about to update you a little bit oh but, no you know yeah 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 you know i i happened to have an accident actually twice and uh yeah that was that was like the last straw for me i mean i didn't break anything or or anything like that but yeah it's uh i did fly i think it was like 500 yards some ridiculous oh my God. what happened uh, luckily i got up i was uh i was just you know doing my thing I was at the track actually, and the Thank track God. was finished, and you know the session was finished. Sorry, but we're still doing like 120 stuff like that. You know, I don't know if the guy in front of me was like rechecking his brakes or stuff like that, but I was—he was in the race line though. That's what kind of pissed me off. He checks his brakes, and I'm like, oh shit, I'm running on slicks. So those tires, either you have full grip or you have no grip. So I tried as best possible not to lock my front brakes. But sure enough, they locked, man, and they, they, the bike shot me down. I bounced off the pavement. I flew one way, and it happened to be downhill, so I, I just kept 
you know, going and going and flipping through the pavement. And that's what worried me, actually, was the fact that I didn't get off the track until I stopped, like 15 seconds, 20 seconds later, that I stopped dragging, got up, and ran off the track. So the whole time, there's just bikes passing next to me, and that really freaked me out. But I was able to get up, I ran, I checked myself, I'm like, I'm good, and got my bike, went home, and man, the next day was just hell. I mean, and up to this day, I think I can only use both of my arms like 40% to what I was able to use to them before. So it really affected like my nerve system and the elbows because I hit them a lot. Wow. But uh, yeah, I haven't seen a specialist yet. I probably We're really, shouldn't. really fortunate to still have you with us. And you know what? That just goes to show you guys out there that having a sport bike. I've all, I've been there. I've been the sport bike guy ripping through the Black Hills at yeah. insane much faster than 120. Oh, yeah. And uh, I, you know it's there's a time and a place to go fast on those bikes and really it is the track because the track, when you people, please when you crash you d- you have all that room right mm-hmm. to slide yep. and that's probably what saved him because if he was going that fast and you know sliding uh in in regular you know city metropolis life uh what are you gonna hit you're gonna hit a tree you're gonna hit a curb you're gonna hit a car yeah. you're gonna hit a light pole uh, and that's what kills you. Not not the actual sliding part when you're well, if you're full leathers. I mean, yeah, assuming yeah, you were full oh, leathers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that that was another Shout thing. Shout out to Dainisi. <laughs> <laughs> Having the, the proper safety gear. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Uh, and there's been so many times where I have been down in Vegas or driving to Vegas. There was this one time I was driving to Nick's house for a car event of some sort and there was this big stop right after Mesquite, Nevada. And the Mesquite's like a little border town in between St. George, Utah and Las Vegas. And so I was about 15, 20 minutes outside of there. Uh, and all of a sudden, there was this huge stop. And there was like five uh, ambulance, police vehicle, fire engines. And I could tell there was an accident of some sort, but I couldn't tell exactly what it was. And then all I could see was scorched earth in the in between the freeway where traffic goes one way and the other way. And all I could see was the remnants of a frame of a sport bike and like one wheel. And there was nothing. There oh, was were you nothing. To, uh, to Vegas? I was driving to Vegas from St. George. I, I saw the same accident. We were actually doing a poker run, the Audi Club of Las Vegas to St. George. And uh, we saw that, man. It was insane. You're right. There was nothing. There was a frame and one wheel. It was crazy. And that's got to make you feel so thankful because that could have been so much worse, Mario. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I just I I hate to be a negative Nancy, but I kind of want to tell this story because it really affected me as being a motorcycle rider. I have 18 years of motorcycle experience have been riding motorcycles since i was 10 yes dirt bikes do count as motorcycles i don't give a shit what anybody nope. says they have two wheels <laughs> and a motor- that say motorcycle that? yes yes there are people that say that yeah they the, when i first got my street bike they're like you've been riding before bro i was like yeah like two years you know my dirt bike he's like bro that's not a motorcycle i'm like what do you mean you're bike. freaking sliding everywhere and keeping control how is that not hard it functions exactly the same exactly. and you know what they say people that start out on dirt bikes uh, and grow up with dirt bikes, uh, then transition to the street are actually better riders because yes. they can control a bike in a sliding situation 
a lot better than somebody who does no experience because yeah when you're on the dirt uh, on two wheels and you're flying through the dirt yes you're gonna slide you'd slide in a car don't you so why won't you do it on two wheels um I was on the 15 headed home uh here in vegas and it was dead stop dead dead stop no under not understanding what is going on at all and uh trying to figure out okay what are we uh you know what's going on an hour later we start moving and uh ended up being about 10 cars in front of us uh they only opened up one lane on the far left we started going through saw a semi truck stopped in the middle of the road uh you know a, a a street bike with parts everywhere uh there was a white sheet and i think we all know it was underneath the white sheet and uh there was uh three or four street bikes on the side of the road um and they were all these guys were crying their eyes out i could feel the pain from you know four lanes away and i just felt what they were going through and it was like the most traumatizing thing turns out those guys were actually stunting down the highway and uh that, that's just not the right place to you know to do it because when you have an eighty thousand pound semi truck and you lose some control uh it's very hard for those guys to stop and uh this guy unfortunately lost his life so i mean i really hate to say that but anybody who's listening to ride and rides without a helmet rides without proper safety gear i mean literally what's your head worth man if your head's worth not if your head isn't worth anything don't ride a helmet but if your head's worth you know five hundred dollars you buy a five hundred dollar helmet and that's why you know you do get what you pay for with motorcycle safety gear so i always you know tell people that when they're like i don't know what helmet to get you know so just take your take care of yourselves uh you know motorcycle accidents do happen um so you know that's that's enough for that though next no doubt. Okay, I got another question for Mario because we know you from Audi Club Las Vegas, and yes, I, we've known that you've been into cars as long as we have. And like, it was so cool to meet you for the first time when we came down and we filmed for the Formula Auto House uh, vlog for the first time. Because you know, when you meet people for the first time, you're like, "Oh my gosh, did we just become best friends? This is so <laughs> awesome!" Right? But, yeah. Let's do karate in the. What were you saying? Do you want to like, do some karate in the garage? Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Huh? <laughs> but uh, can you tell the listeners while we got you on what your very first car was and the transition from the different makes and models that you like to today? You are a diehard, passionate Audi guy. Yes, absolutely. Um, my first car, um, well, I remember I think I was like 12 and my mom would let me borrow her old school Cadillac. I don't even know what it was. But it was a Cadillac, and she used to have, like, a little tiny restaurant. And I would do deliveries in that thing, man. I would literally drive when I was 12 oh in my the little God, town where awesome. I was raised in Mexico. Like, everybody dry starts driving at 13 over there. It's insane. No license, no permits, no No, no, no. You just, ahead. you know, you get caught doing something, you get a slap in the hand. It was okay. Did you have, like, pillows on the seat so you could see over the steering wheel? No, I would just hang on the actual steering wheel so I could reach. I mean, the seat was in the back, but I would kind of sit, you know, in the in the corner of it and just hold it on to the damn steering wheel. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty much my first ride. My first, technically, my first first car. I was uh, I was very blessed. My mom bought me a 2005 Nissan Titan, and Whoa. that was when I was in high school. Yeah, so I was like the first high school kid with a brand new truck at that year in 2005. So. 
I was really, really happy. I think I was 15 or something like that. Wow, 16. that's bald, And that's what man. I was asking you because when I, when I went to high school, I went to high school with the same kids that I went to middle school for two years. They all thought I was new. No idea. Like these kids copied from me in math class because I was a nerd. Yeah. So when I got the tight end, you know, I would pull up in lunchtime and take off, you know, to my house, be all cool. And and I did actually get a lot of girls that were like, hey, you know, you want to give me a ride? Oh, well, man. dumb little Mario was like, no, nah, you didn't talk to me last year or two ah! years ago, you know. So, no, you can't get a ride. I'm out. And I would take off like a dumbass. Hey, I'm like, what? man. Stick to your guns. You stick into like a I Jeep. I know. But, but damn, you know, so many opportunities. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah it was you Nissan. Know. You know, that's cool. That's really cool. I wished, you know, I, I, I see where you're at and I see I wished I was like the same same dude back in back in the day where I'm like, Ugh, you know, I should have just been a lot more smooth, <laughs> caught on to things. But dude, I'm uh, horrible with the I don't even understand how I have a girlfriend. No <laughs> but after that, I went to I went to school in Phoenix and then I, I moved here once I was done. And that's when I I've always been a fan of Audi and BMW. Well, when I was in school, the BM, the Audi program had dropped for whatever reasons. But I was lucky enough that I I came one weekend uh, before I graduated here to Las Vegas. And I just got out the house and I was like, oh, I'm going to get a job today. First place I walked in was Audi because we had just bought an A4 a month prior. So I walked in there and sure enough, the lady was like, well, when do you graduate? I'm like, a week from now. Like, done. Just come on Monday. I'm like, well, okay. So, yeah, I started working there, and, you know, we got our family car was a 2010 A4. And from there, man, just working on these cars and, and you know, driving one every day, it just made me really, really, really fall in love with it. And after that, it, it was a wrap, man. I mean, it was A4s on top of A4s, B5S4, which, you know, that's like, you oh, know, yeah. you get one of those, it's a freaking money pit. But, you know, it's worth it, though. You drive it, and you're like, wow. And I think only like, you know, you're a BMW fan, mm-hmm. BMW person. The only way I can compare it is like an M3. You know, you drive it, you feel that passion. Like, you know why oh, yeah. it drives the way it does. And it just gives you chills every time you do it. Me, personally, because I'm, you know, a car guy. Yeah. Some people might be like, well, oh, it's an M3. I don't care. I just go to the grocery why store. Would you, and, you know, well, why M3, would you spend freaking three, that much more money? They're like the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Why, why no, would you spend not. extra no. Forty thousand dollars on that car. That makes no sense. Just whoever yeah. says that freaking uh, S five is the same as the RS five, no, it's not. You need to they, get your eyes checked. They, you know what? And I, I think that we have a lot of listeners that you know, if they're if they're listening to this and they're listening this far into the podcast, they understand the passion for cars, and we thank you for that. So Absolutely. we don't really have thank to explain you. ourselves with nope. uh, that, but it's kind of fun to poke fun at some of those more ignorant folk that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> don't understand you know yeah the, the whole automotive culture so but, mario yeah. do you have a unicorn audi because they have a really long history in racing and even i i feel like they were like the premier brand for rally racing i've been to a oh. few events and i remember seeing there was somebody in town in las vegas who brought this rally spec older audi out for woost fest and it was one I had never seen before. Super duper rare, I'm guessing. It was yeah. an 80s style rally uh, Audi, and it was just, it was insane looking. The Quattro? I am yeah. pretty sure that is Hank here in Las Vegas at IROS Motorsports. Oh, that guy red? is insane. It was white. White? Yeah, that's his, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Hank at IROS does 
amazing insane work. Insane stuff I mean, with Audis. Monsters. Insane. And when I was spent, when I had a shop up at the Speedway, you'd hear all these insane sounding motors. And okay, I never really got the five cylinder motor from Volkswagen. I never understood it until one day I hear <laughs> just it is inc- I'm like, and there's all kinds of supercars up at the Speedway because of dream racing and exotics racing. I hear supercars every day, all day, twin turbo V8s, high performance V8s. V10s, V12s. I hear, and I'm like, oh dang, V10s coming. Nope, it was the, it was Golf, you know, five cylinder. I was like, dang, what, what the heck? And it, he just kept testing it, and ended up having some record breaking stuff because it belonged to some really got some guy here in Vegas that does a lot of that kind of stuff, and uh, it's just insane sounding. And I was like, man, I really like the sound of that. That it just sounds incredible. I never understood, but. I love those cars. Yeah, it just sounds so cool. It sounds so cool. Oh, yeah, but to answer your question, Buckner, I, I don't know. I wouldn't call it like a super unicorn or anything like that, but I do have a 2000 Laser Red S4. That's about as unicorn as I can get. I don't Laser. have anything that... Uh, Laser Red. Everybody says like, oh, the Nagaro Blue is like the rare one. It's like, yeah, but if you think about it, I see 20 of those and then I see one Laser Red. So to me, I feel like the Laser Red one is actually better. I don't know. What's the one Audi that you would love to someday have in your garage that you would work toward? I mean, are you, would you love RS6, to have an, baby. an RS6? Okay, so I was thinking you were going to say an R8. Um, I think an RS6 is more like a surprise. It gives you more of a surprise factor. And R, yeah, I would love an R8. V8, it would have to be a V8 manual. So probably like 2009, 2010. I would love that. That would be really nice. But RS6, man, that's tight. RS6 is like dream status, yeah. Because you can't get it, I guess. I guess that would be, that's why. Oh, yeah. That, and that is that is pretty sweet. So, obviously, the, the, the wagon version? Yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah. That's a beautiful, beautiful card. If you haven't seen one, let your first one be Ewan Olsen's. His is just <sighs> insane. The one he just built? Just, the one he just built is insane. I like the one previous to that where like some guy stole one. it and burned it down in the middle of a city that uh, thing had what was it 24 carat plated turbo impellers what the previous one yeah he had gold in the turbo impellers it's because you Olsen's nuts yeah it's, it's just, just nuts but he is a really big car guy and uh you know his builds are really cool and he's a really cool dude too i actually got to talk to him for like 10 minutes and he was just genuine the whole time so if you you know if you ever see him don't be afraid to actually call out his name and you know he'll he'll stop and talk to you. He's not he's not he's not above it, unlike other guys that I watched and shut me down. Mentioned <laughs> <laughs> them, but that as like so if I ever make it if if you know Formula Auto House ever becomes a good channel, you know Mario and I and then Buckner, you get some recognition from the channel. Just don't be like that because I know how it felt where when it was Shmi it was Shmi one fifty. I saw him and uh, I was like, hey, Shmi. And he turned around. Oh, my God. And I was like, hey, dude, is it cool? You get a picture? He's like, yeah, I guess. You know, just like really short, irritated. I don't know, man. Like, dude, you just rolled up in a Koenigsegg. So, like, life's good, bro. You know, life is really good. You just were on the gumball rally with all these celebrities. So what? You had to take some videos and pictures. You know, life is really good for you. And, uh, you know, somebody on 
somebody just recognized you from YouTube and you wanted a picture and you were just a dick. Dude, so I would I love the day that people actually want to sit there and talk to us like, oh my God, hey, Nick, yeah, that would be Mario. Sick. I'd be like, oh, hello, you want to get some lunch? Are we best friends? I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> dude, if it got that good and I we met somebody genuine and awesome, uh, I would definitely like, hey, man, you want to come to Vegas with us? You know, you want to yeah. shoot That's, something? Yeah. Yeah, what what do you got to shoot? Civic? Oh, okay. Let's do it. Let's, let's I, jump it though. I say we're gonna have to not, jump yeah, it. Yeah, we're gonna have now. to do something crazy. Yeah, blow it up. Put yeah. some tanner. Blow it up. Now. That's that's the thing. Oh, so if we ever get to that, you guys can actually mark my words. If we ever get to this, yes. if we hit a million subscribers on YouTube, we are very, 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 very far from that. If we ever hit a million subscribers on YouTube, we are gonna blow up a Lamborghini. Not a new one, a used one. But we will blow that fucking thing up. <laughs> speaking we will of blow that up. Speaking of cars blowing up, you know Chris Harris almost died, right? Oh, uh, really? Tell us about that. Okay, so I was just cruising through my daily car news vlogs that I normally do, and Chris Harris uh, is famous for you know his drifting videos and supercars, and he's just a, a car editor and journal journalist. He took over on uh, the new Top Gear reboot after Jeremy Clarkson and the rest of the gang went over to the brand new show, The Grand Tour, which you can find on Amazon Prime. Anyhow, he was doing the Monte Carlo Rally with a guy by the name of Eddie Jordan, and they were driving an Alpine A110, and which is a beautiful classic car. Uh, it doesn't really look like a whole lot of other, other cars. It's it's French, and I think they used it for rallies. But anyhow, they're making this Top Gear episode, and the car starts to burst into flames. They both jumped out, but as the fire crews arrived, the car straight blew up. Boom! Torched. Blew up. Yeah. Jesus. Dang. So, so we're looking at the old eight, school. Oh, one? Yeah, it's the old school one. The the Renault. Nineteen seventy five. Uh, yeah. That looks like a pretty cool car. It looks. It oh, what color was it? Oh, it's like blue. Comic. Blue. Okay. Yeah. The all these are blue. Okay. There's a there's a yellow one. Uh, yeah. All of these are blue. Maybe that was the only color they made. I don't know. But uh, it, I don't know. That looks kind of like a cool car to drive around Monaco, especially if it sounded cool. That would be that would be pretty neat. Yeah. But. Uh, that's that's scary you know maybe it's the gods coming after him straight what up do you guys yeah you know you take jeremy clarkson's old job you know <laughs> come on man what do you guys think we're gonna post this up on our instagram would you prefer the three wise men clarkson hammond and may or do you prefer the new cast you know chris harris who is the other guy matt leblanc and uh i don't know the uh, that's how so, bad you don't even know his name. I don't even know. Yeah, I'm gonna, know. I'm gonna keep it OG. I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely keep OG. it OG all yes. day every day Grand yes. Tour. But yes. uh, you know I know two of the three, so I guess that's kind of all right. Mm. You know that's that's two thirds, whatever. The third guy kind of looks reminiscent of the kid from. Uh, oh, I can't think of his name. What you talking about, Willis? Gary Coleman. He looks kind of like Gary Coleman. Yeah. Gary Coleman <laughs> is dead. Rest in peace, buddy. I'm just saying, the third guy, BBC Top Gear, looks like Gary Coleman. Dang. I'm going to have to check it out. I heard, so, it really kind of hurts me. Motor. I was scrolling through, and Motor Trend had a article saying why Top Gear is better than the Grand Tour, and why the cast is better. And I was just like, 
what are they getting paid for this? Like, what kind of blasphemy is this? You know, everybody I know is ride or die with the original trio. So, and you know what I love about the original trio is that they're not afraid to hurt people's feelings. I love the honesty that they bring out because, you know, uh, if something sucks, they're going to tell them that it sucks. It's trash. They'll drop a piano on it, something to be hilarious. Whereas the top American top gear, when I saw that, yeah, those three guys were cool. But at the end of the day, they were all yes men and they never really said anything about hating cars and how trash they were or anything like that. So, you know, I thought they were going to try to bring that flavor and that honesty to America. And that's why I guess they only lasted a couple of seasons. If we could take three YouTube stars that are famous for their auto blogs and create oh, okay, a show I got it, I got it, I got like it. Top Nick Gear, Lova, Mario Pereira, and Walker. <laughs> Boom! Yeah, boy. Yeah, that, that was easy. Definitely. That next question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. Perfect. <laughs> Um, I I got I got nothing. That's what I got okay. for today. Okay, well, for I, real, let's 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 for real put a put a put a team up. All right. Okay. Uh, the uh, first guy I wanted to put was Cletus McFarlane, the guy that says "Do it for Dale," uh, and he has that twin turbo. Uh, basically, it's just a caged uh, Corvette C5. And he just goes uh, around doing crazy burnouts and stuff. I love that like guy. Like anything that's not American, yeah. he's just gonna be like trash, trash. Do I it for know. Dale, trash. Cletus. I don't know. Cletus McFarlane has his personality, and I think that's cool. But uh, I would, for me, oh, well, we okay, got go, three. Go we got trio. three. We have we have three different yeah. opinions here. Let's go have, through your trio. Trios. Yeah, let's 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 go through your trio, and then we'll go. We'll go. Um, let me see. Who would the second one be? We'll throw Doug Demiro in there. I think. Okay. 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 Next. Next person. And Matt Farah. I, I like him. He's I the like best. Matt He's the best. Yeah, in my opinion. definitely. He's the best. All right. What about you, Mario? Uh, I, I think you should go first. I'm thinking about. Okay. All right. So Nick Glova's uh, opinion on the trio from YouTube exclusively. Uh, I would have to go with Matt Farah again. I really like the way he explains everything. Uh, I think he's very. And he's like a no bullshit guy, too, which he's is no the thing I like guy. about him. He will tell somebody their car sucks while they're sitting right next Dude, to him. Dude, I love that. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I, yeah. I love it. And you know what? He probably feels bad on the inside, but he's thinking, because I think this all the time, it's going to be good content. It's going to be good content. <laughs> it's gonna, yeah. So, well, you know what? He has to hurt their feelings, and it's great. And some of the reaction videos that they they post is hilarious. But I love that. So, Matt Farah, uh, I would take Damon from Daily Driven Exotics, because I love his attitude. He is always doing burnouts in his personal Lamborghini, <laughs> doing... Ferrari, you know, he just had this video of on Alex Choi's Instagram yesterday. It went viral. He was inside Alex Choi's garage and he's drifting around a pole inside the garage in his Lamborghini Huracan, just drifting around a pole inside the garage. And I was like, with very, very little room for air. And I love his energy. I love that he, he's able to take something kind of boring and make it really interesting. Um, so if you see like a lot of and like kind of copying from him and his channels because I really love him and his videos. Um, and the third person, the Stradman. I like the Stradman a lot. I think he's kind of like a no bullshitter and he is out there. He's yeah, he has a Lamborghini. Yes, he has an R8. Are they brand new? No, they aren't. And he explains why he explains why he has the V8 R8. He explains why he 
won't trade the Gallardo in for a uh, Huracan. He explains why he doesn't own a house. Yes, the Stradman has a Gallardo and an RA and doesn't own a house. And if you actually if you actually listen to his reasonings, I'm not telling you to do this, but I mean, he has he has reasonings. They actually sound pretty good, you know. And, uh, you know, he's at his life where, yes, he could buy a house, I guess, but he wants supercars and he wants to build himself and focus on him and his business and himself. I don't know. I just really like him because he's not a really yes man. He doesn't try too hard. He's just he, he seems genuine on YouTube. And he's from Utah. Shout out. From- so, Mario, what do you what do you think? Uh, I feel like I pretty much got the same trio except for the what's the name of the daily uh Uh, damon from daily driven exotics damon yes i don't like honestly the only time i knew about him was when you told me and that's because of houston the whole okay bugatti burnout thing yeah Yeah, i'm actually uh, i got that video up right now i was just gonna mention that we should talk about it after uh, mario's three pick what what was it like the freaking 20 or thirty thousand dollar burnout that that oh it was like 150 he says it's one hundred fifty thousand dollars, but uh i i would i don't know it would be interesting. I want to watch that video again and see. I know that those wheels have to get replaced, and I know those are pretty penny. Well, I think they didn't. They change. They they swap a set of wheels on it. Yeah, to they do the swap burnout. the wheels to do the burnout. I know the tires cost ten thousand dollars a piece, and then he said something about having to send the wheels and tires to France to uh, get mounted. To get mounted, which is crazy. So the Lamborghini Aventador, okay. You know what? I'm not gonna let. Let's talk about that after. What What is your trio? Okay, the the two, the first and the last one that you said. But I would add, um, what's what's that guy's Salomon or whatever? Oh, Salamandrin. Yeah, Salamandrin. <sighs> Only now. I I know. I know. Maybe his attitude. You don't like it, but I feel like he's like a no bullshit guy, and he speaks a little bit of Spanish, and he cusses in his videos. I think it's like at the right time. He's he not does just overly. He does. He doesn't overdo yeah. it, but. I, I don't know. I just like how he explains things. You know, you he's know very he, he genuine. And I feel like you can relate. He can do that because he can afford the cars and he can talk shit on the cars. Yeah, exactly. So, and he's from Mexico. So I thought that I was think cool. it's yeah, it, I, I see where you're going with that. And I think that would be a cool trio to see. And, you know, you don't see him riding coattails at all. You don't see him riding coattails. You don't see him, you know, oh, let me be a part of this like you do with other channels i mean recently uh, i feel like the, you are seeing that because the last video i saw all he talked about was his uh clothing line his new hats like these people are starting yeah, to market a different products yeah to sell so now they're i feel like they just concentrate to that but maybe it's to fund something bigger maybe yeah i don't know you know somebody's got to pay for what the la ferrari the huracan yeah, exactly the sv the uh Wyra, what else does he have? The Bugatti. I think he got rid of the Wyra. Oh. I don't know. I don't oh, yeah. yeah. He think he did say he why he sold the Wyra yeah. in one of his videos. But uh, that's that's an interesting concept. I, I Yeah, I can respect that. Can I, I take one that. of the people off my list and add somebody? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah. I want to I ditch Doug DeMiro because he's kind of boring in all he of his. He is boring. I was going to say he's boring. Super boring. But, you know, he's knowledgeable, and I think you need somebody dorky on the list. So the dorky one will go to Cletus McFarlane on my list, and I want to add Vinny from the Hoonigan Garage to Vinny, my list. Vinny, which one is that? Which Vinny's one, which got guy? the beard and the glasses. Okay. Definitely not yeah. Hurt Life because that guy annoys the S hurt, out of me. 
Hurt Life is the guy who wore the pizza shirt in that one drifting video. Yeah, it's the black dude that has the RX-7. The Drift dude, RX-7. I, I actually like him. You do? I actually like him. <laughs> I don't know. The Hoonigan Garage. So their videos and their content that they put out is gold. And it's great that they have a giant sponsor for you know Ken Block to step in there and be like, hey, dude, we're doing this. And, uh, you know. Tear it up. Tear it up. Literally tear it up. I would love for Formula Auto House to be at that level someday where I'm just like, hey, guys, get to work. Those cars need fixed. Mario, grab the keys. We're about to do a burnout, you know. Yeah, they that do is, have. That's going to be when we're going to be blowing up Lamborghinis. Yeah, yeah, that's that'll be at that point. And just know? a quick shout out for the Hoonigan channel. They just posted a 1,000 horsepower full carbon E92 BMW M3 in like lime yes, green and carbon. That was at uh it wasn't an m3 it was it, it oh. just if you read it says e92 uh it, it's a full carbon car for, and uh it's carbon kevlar it was in the motul booth at sema and uh zach heaton if you're listening shout out to you for pulling the motul model at sema you know so uh damn yeah it's yeah dude it, she was a fitness model on instagram several thousand followers okay. and yeah he he was talking to her and I was like, okay, I can see where this is going. I'm just going to fade into the... Hey, guys, how's it going? Today, I kind of walked away, and, you know, a couple days later, he texted me and told me all about it. So, nice. Yeah, Dang. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Spitting Great. Good for hot you, bro. fire. <laughs> he's like, he texted me, and he's like, hey, we're going to go to the gym. And I was like, nice. Yeah, nice. He knew what was going on. Nice. That's nice. cool. Yeah. I was like, cool. So This uh, car yeah, is crazy. Booth. I'm watching the that, video uh, right now. Has a... Like a turbo LS or some supercharged LS. I don't know. It's big power from HGK. LS. The guy's all the way from Latvia. It's a pretty cool car. Very cool car. Very light car. Nice. But, uh, yeah. What were we gonna talk about? Oh, the tires mounting on the Bugatti. So the Bugatti tires are 365, which uh, if you don't know how tires are measured, uh, look that up because I don't really want to explain it. Um, 365 is insane. That's I think the widest tire they put on a production car. Yes, you can get bigger tires for drag racing and stuff, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about production. The Aventador S that we were in had a 355 rear tire, 10 millimeters, right? So 10 millimeters is very negligible in the tire world when it comes to like my car, like stance and stuff like that. Um, Cause we're I, what I have a 305 tire on there so I could run really a 315 if I wanted to really snake it in there and be real tight. But, uh, you know, I just think the, the difference in 10 millimeters and Mario, you have a lot of experience mounting tires. Yes, sir. Uh, why would I have to say if I had a Bugatti, if I was balling out of control, uh, what, why would I have to send it to, to France could in that 10 millimeter difference between 355 and 365. Could I just, if I had the machine, could I just do it? Honestly, I don't know why they go all the way over there. I think Houston should just call me and send them to me and I'll get them done. Houston, you know, you know, this man, you know, just, you know, this man, we did the table for you guys. Come on. You should come on the podcast. Yeah. Tell us what's up. As a matter of fact, you should let us film that car should let us film that car and you know what i know damon you just did a burnout for the three hundred thousand. we won't do followers. burnouts we're gonna do burnouts bro no we're then we're gonna launch it dukes of hazard style through Absolutely the fountains not. of bellagio don't believe it 
with fireworks. It's going to be amazing. I'm going to set it all up. Don't he's never going to hear this. I guarantee you he's too busy of a man. He's always he always seems like he has a million things going on. Maybe, you don't think yeah. Houston would jump on the podcast? Oh, I think he would if he, he I don't have think to he schedule. would hear this though. He would, he wouldn't hear this podcast like he wouldn't he's not over there and be like, "Hey, what am I going to do today? Let me listen to the Speed Centric podcast because and I'll tell you why he, he won't hear this because I guarantee you most of our listeners listen to this podcast on their way to work or if they're at work. He's busy at work. He doesn't have time for this at work. Um on his way to work, and, and you hear this in uh, the burnout video, he's been listening to the same CD for the last few months because the Bugatti does not have Bluetooth. He has AM, FM radio, a CD player. But we, but he, he does have like daily a twelve Bugatti. He twelve. Well, that's what he said. He said he's been. I don't know. I don't, he might have said that for the vlog. I don't know. Uh, I'm it sure is he, so you know, badass truck. It is so ridiculous. That he has that car because there's no other rental fleet that you'd be able to get a Mansori Bugatti Veyron. And when I found out that it was Houston that had it over at Royalty Exotics, and we've been to his shop before a couple times, nice guy. But I'm like, what? Did he hit some mega jackpot and just start balling like on some next level baller stuff? Literally. He started with scooters. He started with scooters. He He worked his way up. He was very fortunate to have some uh, high-level investors come in, and uh, you know he's making it happen. That dude is like, if you want to follow somebody who's who's made it, and you know, kind of in the our age bracket, he's he's the guy. He's oh, yeah. he's the little literally rags to riches, and you know he's got his boys working with him too. He's not. Mm-hmm. He hires his boys. He hires his family. Jesse. You know he, you know he's 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 a really cool, interesting person. Uh, you know because he's he's there, he's there, he's he's there where everybody wants to be. And you know he, I bet you he has a lot of haters. I guarantee you he's got a lot of haters. But you know what? At the end of the day, who's got a multi-million-dollar car fleet that is sitting across the street from the Vegas Strip and has the best prices in town, the most mileage on it? I mean, you do you, you hear over 20 cars and then he had the motorcycles cars. and super bikes now. Oh, yeah, I just saw that. And then he has all the off three wheelers too. off. Yeah, supercharged the, Jeeps. Yeah, it's nuts what what they got and they have. I bet he's going to have planes next. I you know what? I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if he has planes next. And then once somebody sees that uh, planes, Richard Branson's going to call him up the Virgin Mobile billionaire and they're going to do spaceships. Yeah, you know it's gonna, it's be, gonna be royalty exotic spaceships. Yeah, royalty. Want to go to the moon? You want to go to the moon? I got. I can show you the moon. Yeah, I'll <laughs> send you from the strip of Las Vegas to the moon. Yeah, it, I mean he's got two point five million dollars, but it's okay. Yeah, he's. I mean it's it's amazing. Go ahead. Yeah, I know he's been growing his Instagram. I'm sure that it's. He, I think it's Houston crossed on Instagram. And, Yo, uh, what's up? Is Houston yeah. from Royalty Exotics. You want to rent yourself an Amtrak train out here in Vegas? Boom, I've got you covered. You want to rent yourself a Sikorsky helicopter? Boom, I've got you covered. You want to rent yourself an SR-71 Blackbird space jet? Boom, I've got you covered. Give me call day. Dude, it's crazy because he has this vision. Uh, and, like, literally, he's gone from, yes, the, like, there's a bunch of rental companies in Vegas. And he's just, like, stepped in and made his name and now in my opinion and i'm not saying this just because i've talked to him before i'm not saying this 
because I think, you know, everything's flashy that he does. He does it because he sees a market there and he's like, you know what? That would be balling. And you know what? People want to be balling and people want to rent that stuff. So he's like, cool, we're going to do it. Be balling, you know? That, that, that's the kind of attitude he kind of has. And the type right? of moves that he's making, I can absolutely see him getting a reality TV show like Pawn Stars, only be called like Las Vegas Rentals or something like that. Yo, sure. what's up? It's Houston. I rent out high dollar luxury cars. This is my story. And then they just have all of his team lined up and just the. It would be hard to do a rental fleet every day like i guess the day-to-day like hi how welcome to royalty they either rent the car that'd be cool for like the first episode but how do you continue your episodes without have to have scripting yeah without scripting locations it would have to be like that's how custom shops are so easily you know valued because you know at a custom shops they can throw fireworks at each other and they're building stuff and at a Rental fleet, yes, it's very cool. It's very high dollar stuff, but you know, unless somebody crashes one of the vehicles, how do you have enough content to continue? Let's say ten episodes a season. You get you get people that come in that are like high dollar uh, clientele. You have strife inside the building. You have like intrapersonal relationships that you weave in. I mean, have you ever watched a reality show before? Half of it isn't really even about the business. It's just about the drama that goes on behind the scenes. Yeah, I'm just thinking about how to recreate that drama without scripting it. I know a lot of drama is scripted. I, oh, I get the scripting. Scripting is very important. But uh, I don't know. I, I would, I'm sure that... History Channel could do it because History Channel makes a does a very good job at making boring things very interesting. Like, have you ever watched the Gold Rush stuff? Yeah, I, it's it's super interesting though. All the cinematic shots, the way they interview people, the way everything is explained, it's like wow, this is interesting. Like Pawn Stars, who the heck? I what? Have no what? idea how Pawn. What, what, what about Storage Wars? Store. Okay, these guys are gonna go bid on storage units, and then we're gonna film it, and it's gonna be on for like 10 years hey keep it rolling guys i'm gonna take a leak keep talking (laughs) so i don't know man it would be really interesting i'm sure that history channel could figure it out and as an aspiring cinematographer check out our youtube channel check out mario me buckner we're all checking cool stuff out doing cool stuff in the future we're gonna bring you better content trying to make it big promise you i will do a video on an explanation of where the shop is, where the shop was, and where the shop is going. So I will do that video. It'll probably be five to ten minutes of me just sitting in front of a car. So if you don't want to know what happened last year and where our future is going, then don't watch it. I don't, I don't really don't care. But su- do right. subscribe. I do care about that. Subscribe, yes. subscribe, subscribe. And when we hit 250 subscribers, we are going to give away a Formula Auto House swag bag, and that's going to include uh, maybe a couple of coupons. Boom. It's going to include a T-shirt, some stickers, uh, maybe a couple extra parts that we have laying around. I love making stuff out of garbage parts. I like taking garbage parts and making them into trophies. And, for example, I'll take a piston and turn it into a trophy, or uh, I'll you know make a table out of a Lamborghini block. Uh, it, it's so awesome, man. So 
you know, if you really enjoy doing that, uh, maybe I'll include some of that stuff in there. I have a bunch of Porsche GT3 parts, uh, and not just the GT3, the actual no shit race car. And if you really want some of that stuff, I'll throw that stuff in there for free. All the gears I have and everything from it are polished already. So it'd be cool paperweight for your desk or, you know, I weld something together and you could have a really cool business card holder, stuff like that. Um, you know, so if you really want to, once we hit 250 subscribers, we're going to choose one person from all the subscribers. Nice. And we're going to give away that swag bag. Once we're, we have a turbo and we do have an intercooler that we are going to give away when we give that away. I don't know. And we don't know how yet we do want to make it big. Uh, I think those are big ticket, big dollar items, and I, I know that they are expensive, but I ha- I've had them on the shelf for so long now that they won't be used by me. So better be used by our fans. And I'm not sure when we will give those away, but we are going to give away. It's a precision turbo, and I would guess it's about 68 millimeter. Um, a lot. I don't know the exact size because people – uh, some person ripped the ID plate off the back of it and the, uh, intercooler. I, from my understanding, it's a vibrant intercooler and it will handle up to 800 horsepower. So, uh, we will be given that way, given though that away in the future, um, after our 250 mark, but I don't know when. And for the 300 mark, you can win yourself Buckner's used underwear and socks i'll throw them in a bag for you guys just like some japanese businessmen i know how you guys like to get down for the 300 mark nice dude i really like in that 300 mark giveaway i <laughs> feel bad for the person who is listening or who, who <laughs> maybe they're really into it i don't know <laughs> people like winning stuff whatever is free they like taking that yeah. is true yeah for sure all right let's wrap this up so Anyways, we had a great guest on today. Oh, very organic, sure. very Thank fluid. You. Thank you. I really had a good time. And you'll see him a ton on our Formula Auto House vlogs. Yes. And, you know, he's he's going to be a really big part of FA's future. And I am uh, happy to be there. As always, as always, this podcast and every Speed-Centric podcast is brought to you by this by Formula Auto House. We do cool videos mostly right now. Uh, we sell parts as well on pretty much any parts you want. Uh, we'll install them for a fee if you want. Um, and that's about it. You know, check us out. We have cool Instagram websites about to go up. We're about to revamp everything because we want to f- sell a lot more merchandise like shirts, T-shirts, stickers, and then like the parts and then like other stuff i'm really trying to really gear ourselves towards social media i think that's a hard charge i'm having a lot more fun with that and fun is all about you know it's just that's what it's about i'd rather have fun than make a ton of freaking money like yes i want a lamborghini and i'm i would love that but fun fun first fun first the, the other thing too nick is that sometimes i'm watching the videos that you produce and it makes me so angry or frustrated when I see some of these other guys that have, you know, 100,000, 200,000, a million subscribers, and their editing quality is not on par with yours, 
their scripts or the way they'll do a video is mediocre at best and they have all these subscribers and all these comments and stuff i'm like come on when is our what do we got to do to go viral Step, yo shit up maybe that's what happens we're hard charging it. man you know we're hard charging and we will not sacrifice quality our Absolutely shit will be number not. one all the time Doesn't and that's matter where that we go. and you know what i see these guys i'm not going to name any names or channels because i know i name drop a lot but I, ha- I see these channels, you know, reviewing a Lamborghini Aventador. They're reviewing a Bugatti. And what are they using to film? A GoPro. lavalier mic and a GoPro? <laughs> like, I get the lavalier mic. You, you, that gives you good qual- sound quality. But seriously, put the lavalier mic through your shirt instead of having it dangle outside like an idiot. You are in a multi – the people that can afford that car are millionaires, you know? They just don't look like a bag of ass, you know, and, and I don't care. I, you know, if there's 12 year olds watching that quality, 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 you, you know, you may, you have all these subscribers. Why aren't you using high dollar cameras? You know, I don't use a high dollar camera. My camera is very, very entry level and we are able to produce by knowing settings and knowing what we need to do. Very, in my opinion, it is very, very good quality for what we use, you know, so I don't know. I think what we do is really good. We put all our heart, we put all our soul. We've spent a lot of time in the editing room and, uh, you know, just brainstorming these scripts and bringing you good guy, you guys, good content. So, and I know some of the first vlogs are kind of boring. I get it. Um, but we're really, we're, we're all about changing that. There is so much more to come. There's so much more to come, more to come. I'm going to put gasoline in the fire. Yeah, literally, we're we're going to do some crazy stuff, and uh, I hope you guys really enjoy that. But uh, enough about the the YouTube uh, and Formula Auto House. We're obviously going to mention that literally every time. So please subscribe. And if you want something featured on there, send us a DM. Slide in them DMs. Show us what you got. And uh, let's do it. Yeah, your nay. If you want to do something absolutely crazy, you want to take your mom's Honda van. Let's do it off a jump. Hey, man. As long as you got the keys, I'm not going to ask who it belongs to. So, you know, let's do it. Let's do it. You know? And then uh, the Speed Centric Podcast is also, bro- also brought to you by The Last Detail. Jace Price, your magical unicorn juice. We talk about it every time. I need some of that. This stuff, it's if you like supporting small business, and I we're really big about supporting small businesses. Yeah, Walmart's great. It's very convenient. You know, it's, you know... Uh, what is it ecs tuning they have a lot of great parts their website's very thorough we get it you know uh, i get it and they make a lot of money they're very good but support the small guys man support the small guys jace literally started in his garage had a dream used a bunch of products didn't like them, and he was just like screw it i'm gonna make my own made his own now it's becoming a hit. It's taking the world by storm, and people are noticing. You will see him at SEMA very soon in his own booth. And, Jace, when you get to the top, when you have a 100 by 100 booth, and you got all these Bugattis and women around you, and, you know, I'm not saying cheat on your wife. You know, he's going to have the booth babes <laughs> around him, you know, because, you know, she understands that because she has her own boutique. But uh, That groupie life. But, you know, it's going to he's going to be the guy that makes it out of the whole group. And uh, don't forget us about us little guys, man. His product is amazing. It's amazing. And it's all over the world. It's not it's very rare for one of your but your buddies to be like, hey, I'm going to start my own product. And then 
actually have it go around the world and have people be purchasing it and excited for the product product when i was at sema people came up and were giving him like hugs and shaking his hand and they were so excited they were like let's take a picture let's take a picture buying gallons of this stuff and it was uh amazing amazing to see so you know people love this stuff so check that out the last cut he's got more products coming out he has you know the pads and everything he has the microfiber towels and he explained why he liked these microfiber towels and uses them over other microfiber towels did i ever notice no there was a difference no because i'm ignorant so you know he there's an arts of detailing and he is the guy you want to follow at the last detail NV on Instagram. This, I'm actually going to turn this last one over to Mario. Boom. Sponsored by Scrape Armor. Scrape Armor. If you don't have Scrape Armor on your vehicle, I don't want to say you don't care about it, but I'm kind of saying you don't care about it. Dang. It is too cheap not to have on your car. Seriously, man. I mean, it is seriously It ranges from 4 to $600, and the range is from a Tesla to... You know, I think they could actually make a Bugatti one if they wanted to. But this is just cutting edge technology. They scan your vehicle with, you know, a, a special scanner. And they pretty much use every single mounting um, bolt in your current bumper so they don't get rid of it. So your bumper retains its rigidity and adds even more with scrape armor. Dang. There you guys got it. Thank you for listening to the Speed Centric Podcast. Thank you, Mario, for coming on. Yeah. And thank you, Buckner, as always, for your positive and you're just you're just great energy, man. I we think miss you, great, man. Yeah, we miss you. Yeah, you know what? Move to Vegas. I'm gonna end yes. the podcast every time move with move to Vegas. to Vegas. I know we have listeners in St. George, but uh, you know what? You guys to move to Vegas too. Except you, Rich. You're killing it up there. You just <laughs> come down and every whatever M3 you bought that week. Yeah, you know he's working on uh, what two M3s in one month. Now he's. We'll, we'll jump yeah. him back on the podcast and try to do a video of his a collection here really soon. I like that guy. I like that guy. And I've yeah, never even met Yeah. So. All right. Well, thank you again for joining the show. As always, please like, subscribe, and follow. Tell all your friends. You know, this is grassroots at its finest. You know, we're car guys. We love it just as much as you guys. And we're just trying to grow the brand, get the word out there, and do big things in 2018 just like you guys. All right. Speed Centric Podcast is out. And we will see you guys next week. Much love. Cool, dude. That was awesome.